Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, I appreciate you being with us today. You know, I'm always amazed how the Lord works in our lives and how important as we talk about the body of Christ and the fellowship that we have. Well, maybe some of you weren't here last week. Many of you were. Um, we had two couples come up, and we prayed for them at the end of the service, and both of them had very, very serious, very serious surgery this week. And uh, Ryan, Sarah, and Ed and Janine, and uh, Sarah was having very serious neck surgery, and Ed also was having uh, brain surgery, which is... They were both very serious surgery. Anyway, so we, as a fellowship, prayed for them. They're part of our church family. And uh, I don't know how much they really knew each other. And so they start talking afterwards and show you how the Lord is so amazing how he helps, each, helps us as brothers and sisters in Christ and how we're a part of this together. And that's so important of you being here knowing you have other people praying for you. That all of you, if you've ever been there, I've been there, I don't know how many times, to Cleveland Clinic. It is huge. If any of you ever been there, I mean, it is just as big as you can imagine. It is so amazing that the Lord had their rooms right next to each other. That is, to me, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't call that anything but like a small, if you want to say a miracle, whatever you want to say, but... Here, they, they probably wouldn't even have, have known that. And, we, and Ben, put, the Lord put on Ben's heart to Pastor Ben, had them come up, and we prayed for him as a family. And here, I don't know, 1,000 rooms at Cleveland Clinic? I, I don't know. But they ended up being, so they could go back and forth, pray, talk with each other. It's truly amazing to me how the Lord works. And that's why I say all the time how important we are to each other and how the Lord has us here to encourage each other and pray for each other, especially the day that we live in. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful on this time that we uh, remember those that uh, our loved ones that have passed away. We remember those that have fought in so many wars that we have faced as a country in this Memorial Weekend. Father, we most of all remember your sacrifice and what you have done for us. And that's why we gather each and every week on the first day of the week to celebrate and to worship you. Speak to our hearts today. Lord, you know my heart. I always believe when I walk out here, you've already blessed through the music and you've already blessed those that have chose to be here today. You've already blessed them as they walk through these doors. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as we continue our series on Revelation Angel, I thought we'd look at this one verse because it's always been confusing to many people. And it's 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 through 13 about God's angels. And the message today is God's angels, they follow, still follow him, even though they don't understand. And what is it that they don't understand? Well, look at 1 Peter chapter 1. And verse 10, 
Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. That's to you and to me. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us. Again, that's to you and to me today. That they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you, those things who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things which angels desire to look into. In verse 13, Therefore, gird up the loins of your minds, be sober, rest your hope fully upon the grace that is brought to you at the revelation, or when Christ is revealed, at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you today in this aspect. If there, the angels are, are so unbelievable, you hardly can't define them, but yet there is still one or two aspects that they didn't understand. Even though they were, they were spiritual, supernatural beings that God made, there were still some things that they didn't understand about God. One we see is a desire to try to understand what this salvation is all about. Now, at the end, we're going to touch on how that this should encourage us to know they didn't doubt God, the two-thirds angels that chose to follow him. There wasn't salvation involved, but there was a choice involved. The choice was involved as there was Satan, who was Lucifer on one hand as a fallen angel, which we know, and they had a choice to follow Satan at one time or say we're going to believe who God is who created us and follow God. We know there was a war and two-thirds of the angels stayed in heaven, believed in God, and the third were thrown onto earth and below the earth also or the other third of the angels, which we know called fallen angels today, who Lucifer was then turned in called Satan, God's adversary. We don't really understand everything, but just because we don't understand everything doesn't mean we give up. There are things in your life right now and in my life you'll never, gonna, you'll never understand on this earth, ever. But this is so encouraging to me today when you read this, say these were God's supernatural beings that he created and yet they didn't quite understand. They looked in with anticipation and, and curious expectation and to what this, what is this salvation? And they didn't quite understand it because it was given for you and for me as Jesus came and died on the cross for the sins of those that were made in his image, which were you and I. And it goes further and it says, because of that, we need to gird up the loins of our mind and be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So what 
We have a, an example. It's always great when God gives us all these examples in the Bible, good or bad. It's amazing when you go through the Old Testament, there's some really bad things that went on. God puts those in there to give us an example. There's, there's good and there's evil. And there's also things that we don't understand. As the angels looked at us and they didn't quite understand, they still chose to worship God because they knew who he was. Do we do that? Isn't it amazing how that we can follow the Lord for so many years and something will happen and we will get bitter about it and we will not understand or we'll hold something in about that. And maybe you have a right to. Maybe there's something really bad that happened to you. I, in a human standpoint, everybody here or someone else would say, you know, you have every right to, to be angry at that. But God's saying there will be some things, just as the angels are exampled to us, that there will be some things you will never quite understand. And then it goes further to say, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace, upon God's grace. That little word in there, rest. You know what goes 100 miles an hour all week? It's your mind. Man, your mind, if you could, if you could see your mind, it, it'd be, you know, if you ever sit in your driveway and you've had an old muscle car, you race the RPMs up on that thing and that tachometer and see how far you can push that over. And it, that's your mind. You're in the red all the time on that. On that, that that's your mind. And God's saying, I want you to, to know that there'll be some things that you will never understand. So he gives us the example. He flips it and he says, I want you to rest knowing that you've been given grace. Because you know where we rest our mind a lot of? We forget and we look at our life. The devil is what? He is our adversary. That fallen angel that accuses you day and night about your past, about who you are today, and about where you're going in the future. And he doesn't stop. And God's saying, I want you to understand something. I want you to understand my grace. My grace is your unmerited favor that you and I were given how? Well, let's look at the next verse. Actually, this is one of our, our church verses that we've had since the beginning. And, and, and a couple times a year we look at this. Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more than those who receive the abundance of grace... And of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. What the angels desire to look into, they don't quite understand. And as the Old Testament prophets look to the cross, the angels were looking about the cross. It kept pointing at us, that verse I read a minute ago. But we, we are living in a time we now understand what this is about. We know that we have been given this grace through Jesus Christ. You know, when, when you think about um, Memorial Weekend, you think a couple different things as I open up prayer. You think about people that are not here anymore who, who really 
in, in memory, you remember them, what they, what they have meant to you. And we also, as I pray about, we think about those who have given their life and sacrificed in a war. And, you know, when I was thinking about this, I couldn't help but remember, and I hadn't thought about this for a while, but, uh, you know, when I was a kid, you know, think about what people have done for you. And when you get older, this is so important, you, you begin to realize more what someone did for you and how much that means to you, and it, and it instills in you even deeper. You know, I remember one time, I, I never really went fishing that much, but we were going, a buddy of mine used to run around with Ronnie Lance, it was his grandfather, and my dad and I and my brother went up to Grandpa Lance's would be his house up off of Arlington Street, and there was a pretty deep creek, creek, whatever you want to call it, that went about through their, behind their property. And this is, dating myself, this is 60 years ago, but anyways. You know, this might come to surprise you, but I've always been short. I, I just want you to know that. So, okay. So, I was short. You know, I, not, I'm short now, but I was really, you know, I'm, I'm six years old, so I'm, I'm really short. So, we're on, on this little, uh, I don't know what, it's got the railings in it, and it just kind of little bridge that goes across this, and it, it's about five feet deep. And, uh, and we're fishing, and again, the railings... <laughs> The railings are higher than I am, okay? It's not funny, but they're, they were higher than I, I was, all right? So, so <laughs> they're higher than me. And so I catch a fish, all right? Instead of me pulling the fish in, I just start walking backwards. Well, the little bridge is only this wide. And I just go right off the bat. <laughs> right in a wall. I was over, of course, because of four feet, whatever tall I was. It's too deep. It just, I went right under. I didn't know how to swim at that time or anything. I'm under. I can't do anything. It's, I, you know, I'm just, I'm going in and out of the water. And all of a sudden, it just happened so fast. Mr. Lance, Grandpa Lance just laid down on the, all I can know is I could just, you see blurry when you're coming up out of the water. And he just grabbed the back of my coat. And, you know, I'm not that big. He just yanked me out of the water and threw me up on the, on the bridge. <laughs> But I'll never forget that. This person, without hesitation, without hesitation, practically, you know, so happened so fast, saved me out of there from, from drowning. Just that quick. And that, that's 60 years ago, I remember that. You know, we, it's interesting how our memory works, isn't it? How when you have people that really did something for you and really changed your life or, or an intersection of your life, you never, ever forget that or those people. And I was thinking this way, what else when we think about who have done some of the most impactful things to us in our lives? And then begin, I, I've shared before how important teachers are, you know, that, that we've had. And and as you look back, everybody, you know, whether you had a good experience in school or bad, you always have, you know, one or two teachers at 12 years or so in, in school that you, that you, there's someone that sticks out. And I, and I, I always remember Mrs. Salisbury and, and Mr. Swartz because they, they were so patient with me because I, I had such a hard time 
because of my dyslexia reading. And I learned how to just go down through the middle of the page as I got older and I could read really fast. Well, at the time before that, I couldn't comprehend it. But she, she so encouraged me in sixth grade and she so challenged me that I never forgot that because she took me into this world when she would read all the time that I so wanted to, to know more about that. And there's something you can't get any other way except through, through that education of reading. And to this day, I still remember that because of what I do and the importance of what I do. She's a part of that. And, and then Mr. Swartz, because I, I wasn't going to pass math class in high school, and he would call me up and uh, say, Dallas, you want to pass, just come up and race the chalkboard today. And I would erase the chalkboard and he would give me a passing grade in algebra. I don't know if you know anything about algebra, but yeah, it's not good. And if, you, and, and if you did great in algebra, hey, wonderful. You just, I don't understand you either. So how's that? So, but you have those people that, that you remember. Might have been a coach. He was also, Toad was, uh, Mr. Swords was our coach, his nickname. You know, they have these people you don't, Forget they're, they're part of who you remember because they changed something in your life. And then we take it to where we are in our country. Memorial Day, it always bothers you. Does it bother you on Memorial Weekend? It always bothers me when you say, oh, Memorial Weekend sale at such and such store cheapens it. It always bothers me about that. I'm thinking, here we have these men and women that went to war, that sacrificed their life, and here we have a Memorial Day sale. I just, something that bothers me about that. We have people that sacrifice so I could get up today, throw my Bible in my truck or whatever, and you could do the same thing, and we worship in freedom in our, in our, in our country. Those people sacrificed so we could do this. So you could, if you decide today, if you want to get in your car and you want to drive down to Kentucky or you want to drive to Carolinas or Florida, you could do that. We have freedom in this country. I don't think that if you're a certain age, you'll never comprehend because of the sacrifice of many of you that had family that fought in those wars. You know, there's a war going on. You know, at any given time right now, there's over 30 wars going on right now in our world. Right now. We, we so take for granted what we have. Now let me take it over to who we are as a believer. That verse talks about you and I can be successful in this life. It doesn't matter where you're at right now. See, the, the angels desire to look into because it's so amazing how that they didn't quite understand how that Jesus could come and give his life and for humans that the angels would look into that their lives would be transformed and they would one day go to heaven. They didn't quite understand that. We, we do. We are in a position that we remember where we were before we knew Jesus and what he has done for us, and to take it a step further, maybe you knew, you've known Jesus for a while, and you weren't where you should have been for a long time, and his grace, his unmerited favor kept waiting for you and for me. 
Because he loved us so much, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. His favor continued to even help us and guide us to know because of the prayers of the people around you and to know that he loved you so much more than you will ever know. You're his child. We are his children. And whatever you go through, whatever you're going through today, just remember that verse. There's a promise in that verse, and I'm going to read it again. If by one's man offense, death reigned through the one, in other words, sin, much more than those who received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Do you know that all of us have the opportunity, even though you might not feel it right now or believe it, you, you are living and can be successful. What stops us from being successful? Well, I talked about it a little bit ago. First, our mind. And then other people. Oh, you can't do that. You know, you'll, you'll never. I, I was just a guy, young guy. He's very successful. He's 30 years old now. He's a multimillionaire. 19, he started in real estate. He was in California. He had 100 open houses. 100. 100 open houses before anything happened. Guy comes through. He's sitting in an open house. For some reason, a million dollars. with a huge home. And he's just there as one of the realtors. And uh, guy comes through as a multimillionaire. And he sees this young kid. He wants to give him an opportunity. Basically buys a house because of the kid that's selling it. And that was 10 years ago. He got a $200,000 commission. Started him on his way. But before that, he had sat in 100 open houses. Now, you as a believer, if you're really willing to believe who Jesus is in your life and me, the only reason that you can't get there is you quit believing God has grace in your life. We have a promise right there in that verse. You and I will reign, we will be victorious in this life if we depend not on myself, not on my abilities, not on other people doing things. If I depend on who Jesus is, the one who sacrificed his life for me and for you, if I totally believe and I give my life to him and I don't try and figure it out, right there it says a promise. I will reign. I will be like a king or a queen in this life. I will reign in this life. Doesn't matter how long the devil keeps kicking you, no matter what it is, God tells you today one thing. Just stay faithful. It's a matter of a second, whether it's a phone call or a life change, or it, and it all changes. You might have been going through it for years and struggling, but God will come through because not of you and not of me. Because again, we have his unmerited favor. We're sinners. We're saved by grace. Why? Because he never, ever lies and goes back on his word. Ever. See, 
If you have children and you have kids, no matter what they do or what's involved in, you're always going to love them. You're going to love them. That's that unconditional, unmerited love and favor that you have for your kids. We're no different to our Heavenly Father. When we recognize who he is, he is the one who sacrificed so we could have eternal life. He sacrificed on the cross so we could have joy and peace. I know a lot of you in here, and I know that you've been through very difficult times. But I encourage and challenge you as we close with this last verse. And many of you know it. It's found in the book of Proverbs in chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Here's the key. Here's the answer. Even the angels didn't understand, but they continued to worship, to minister and follow and do whatever God asked them to do. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. This is for us. This is for you today. Trust. Not with just some of what you believe. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Boy, we do that. Don't we? Why me? Why did this happen to me? Why at this time? I, don't, I can't understand it. You'll never... The angels, as close as they are to God, there's some things they will never understand. You will never understand. And God's saying, I don't want you to try and figure it out. I want you to trust me. And if you're willing to trust me and, and don't lean on it, it, it means the fact leaning in this, in this picture, in this verse, is like someone's standing here and they're leaning on, there's, there's a wall that there's nothing behind it. It's just cardboard. And when you go to lean on it, they just fall right down. Don't lean on it because you're going to fall right down. Don't lean on your thought process. And he closes, he says, don't lean on your understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Don't understand everything. You don't have to understand everything. The Lord's saying, you know, we, we get right to there, don't we? Lord, I don't get this, I don't understand it, but we don't follow through with it. Then we go, when we don't understand, then we trust in a matter of, even though I can't figure it out, Lord, I'm going to ask you, as dark as it is, to light my path. That's what he does. That's another promise. See, he already did everything that we need to do to enter into heaven on the cross at Calvary and through his death and through his resurrection. And you're here today, as I said at the beginning of the prayer, because you believe in what I'm saying. You believe in this book that's true and it's real and inspired. And when I read that, it speaks to your spirit. And whatever you've been dealing with, it impacts you even more if you're willing to trust him in that way. Whatever it is. I don't know what it is. God does. And he's here for you. And all he's asking you is even though you cannot figure it out, to trust him with all your heart. And once you do, say, Lord, 
I, I, I can't figure this out. I'm hurting and I don't know why. And I maybe you never will figure out, but will you, and this is the key, acknowledge him, not in just some, but in every aspect. Lord, will you show me what the next step is? I'm here to tell you without a doubt that he will light your path. Not next year. Not six months from now. But today. He'll light your path. And then the next day he'll light it again. And again. And again. Until all of a sudden it gets so bright, you you begin to, to get stronger. That's who Jesus is in our life. We live in a fallen world. And we live in a world as believers, the devil will do anything he can to destroy you and to hurt you and to bring you down. And Jesus says, even though you don't understand everything, will you trust me? Because I will give you the power and I will give you the discernment and I will give you the strength. It will all be dependent on me, meaning Jesus. It will all be dependent on him. I will give you Everything that you need, if you trust me, let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. This Memorial Weekend, we're so grateful for those that have went before us, our moms, our dads, those that we love. Like I said, teachers that impacted your life or brothers and sisters or someone that led you to Jesus and those who have given a sacrifice of their life to give us freedom and worship and war. Man, we have so much to be thankful for. I'm just here to try and encourage you today. Don't try and figure it out. Just trust him. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I'm going to try and trust you with all my heart. As I do every week, to those hundreds and hundreds that watch every week, you know how I always begin. Even though you might not understand everything, take a step of faith and pray this prayer with me. Because God tells us in his word, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In other words, God will let you enter into heaven through his son, Jesus Christ. Just pray this prayer. Jesus, I, I don't understand everything. I believe who you are. I believe you died on a cross for all my sins. And that you rose from the grave for me. And right now, by faith, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Jesus, forgive me for all my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. 
Father, we thank you. Just like the angels, we will never understand everything. But we can trust you. And we can know that we can reign in life through you. No one else but you. Lord, may we believe in the midst of whatever darkness it is, if there's someone here today, let them know you're, you've not changed. What the prophets looked into, what the angels looked into, we know today, we see, we understand, we know that we have you that can win this, whatever it is in our life. Lord, help us today. And Lord, if we always do, if there's someone here that doesn't know you as their Savior, Lord, may they come forward or friend, bring a friend or family member. And Jesus, I can open your word up and lead them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that will contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.